Welcome to Elements of Community, a podcast about discovering and exploring the elements of community. I am Lucas Root, and each week we talk with a community leader about what makes their community thrive and bring value to both the leaders and the members. Join me as we unpack the magic of the elements of community. Sherry, thank you so much for joining me. I've had a, an amazing time getting to know you over the last several months. We first met in person, at least in Sedona at the end of October. Yep. And I have some really cool stories that I can tell about that. But why don't you jump in real quick and introduce yourself to the audience and maybe tell a story about Sedona. Well, hi. Hi, Lucas. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted, honored, humbled to be here and all of the above, right? To, to get to share some time with you. Um, Sedona was magic. Sedona was, it was one of those trips, you know, it was for our doc lab, for our PhD, uh, to support each other in that journey. And who knew that I was going to meet you? <laughs> so, you know... You know more about good fat than I do. And it was so much fun for me to have a conversation with somebody who challenged, pushed, and informed and inspired and delighted me in ways that just I, I don't see often. Mm -hmm. Because around, around the topic, just around the topic of good fat, so many people, it's just... A, not something that's on their radar, not something they really care about or have even really thought about the implication of it and the importance of. And so to hear to hear you, your comments and feedbacks and insights and little little nuggets all along the weekend just made my heart sing. So thank ah, you. Thank you. <laughs> and we we actually got to experience what good fat means to me as well. Yes, we did. Yes, we did in the in the food that you cooked because you were the head chef for our meals, and that was and, and you embody you practice what you preach, and and I loved that too. And I learned how to sharpen my knives so it's easier to cut through things, which is huge in a meditative way. And also, you agreed to be our food editor for Good Fat Life magazine. And I don't even, I can't even tell you the excitement, right? the excitement that that brings, the depth of knowledge that it brings and the anticipation. You know, everybody in our community is just so excited to see what's coming. And this issue that we just got yesterday, the new issue is, has your recipes in it for a lunar new year feast which we which we will be making and hosting for our february 10th workshop oh so much fun <laughs> <laughs> so we're having a lot of fun testing the recipes and you know just getting ready so you know it's not just cooking the food but it's presenting the food and the whole thing with it so um mm. it, it's 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 just it's so much fun because I can I just don't even know how to express the words right that's how I feel about food it's so much fun <laughs> it's just so much fun right 
Yeah. I, those those recipes, the actual day that I took to, to test them and photograph them was my birthday. So I, I spent the entire afternoon on my birthday testing and photographing those recipes. And and that was what I wanted to do on my birthday. Well, and that just adds, you know, another, it just notches it up a level for uh, how special this all is. Mm, uh, certainly for so, me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me too. And for, like I said, for our community and for the people that are involved in sharing the preparation process, testing and, you know, and then, and then it comes with the, the presentation, right? Yeah. The plates, the flatware, the ambiance, and all of that. So, so um, I look forward to having that discussion with you about creating the atmosphere and the ambiance for the event too. Me, me too. Okay, so to sum it up, you are the creator and founder of the Good Fat Bars and <laughs> yeah. and the Good Fat Life magazine. You've been running the Good Fat Life magazine for four years now. Six. Six. Amazing. Yeah, six years. 2018 is when we started. Yes, so sorry, I get so excited talking about the stuff that I forget to talk about, the genesis. Yes, we. I started a Good Fat Company, which was a, a Good Fat Snack in 2014. I had two partners, and it was, it was quite a journey to find that snack because one of my colleagues is a nutritional chiropractor and he was seeing so many people a week in his practice that were having ailments and issues because they weren't eating good fat mm-hmm. right? they weren't eating enough good fat and good f- and good fat you know is can be a challenge to eat as a snack because we're such a mm-hmm. snack society mm-hmm. and so it's hard to carry around an avocado or olive oil or a piece of salmon right um, it is you know, you can you can carry around nuts, but the rest of it. So we developed a good fat snack that is absolutely delicious. And but I found what I was just so drawn to was the education piece. Mm-hmm. Is people were people were asking all the time, well, how do I eat? What do I eat? What's keto? What's Mediterranean? What's you know, what is good fat? And am I going to get fat eating good fat? And, you know, all that goes with that. And it was, you know, it just came to me from my, my grandfather, my paternal grandfather, who was a chiropractor back in 1945, who just, you know, kind of said, start a magazine and the magazine. And then I'm like, I don't know anything about this. And it was like, don't worry about it. Just trust. You'll always be. You'll always be a step ahead. People will show up, like you, who who will join the community and join the journey because it's important mm-hmm. to them. And and that's exactly what's happened. So we have the magazine now, and we have the podcast, and we have workshops, and we have pop up events. We have challenges, and we just sold out at Barnes and Noble. So. That's so amazing. So for the listeners who are tuned in right now, 83% of adults in the United States are metabolically impaired. And most of them are metabolically impaired by being, by, by eating poorly. And the result of their diet and lifestyle choices have them overweight or obese, 83%. Now, if you think about that, if you think about that, almost no matter how you look at it from an ancestral perspective, 
Uh, number one, if you're Christian and you believe the world was created 5,000 years ago, that's fine. I'm not judging. God did not create us all to be overweight. That's not what we were created for. Number two, if you're, if you're an evolutionarist and the world was created 5 billion years ago, we did not evolve to all be overweight. Imagine a whole bunch of overweight people who are borderline needing wheelchairs to get around trying to hunt and bring home literally the bacon in order for them to survive. Like this is not the way we were created. Again, either by God or by evolution. And if you look around at the world today and that's what you are seeing, it is not the result of genetic mistakes. I'm gonna repeat that. It is not the result of genetic mistakes. You inherited the genes of a hunter. You inherited the genes of someone who can go out into the forest and bring home the bacon, and I mean that literally. And if that's not the life that you're living and you're not capable of doing that, it's the result of choices that you're making, whether they're informed or not. And so you get to, you get to make informed decisions that result in you being back in the body of a hunter and back in the capacity of someone who can literally go into the woods and bring home the bacon. I love that. That is just hearing you say those words, you know, like we we were born with the body of a hunter is inspiring. Yeah. Right? Because it's it, it's our essence. It's our essence. Again, God, God, if you believe in God, God did not create you to be obese and wheelchair bound. That's not what you're created for. Right. And, and, you know, it's the, the findings of, uh, diabetes type two diabetes, um, is huge. And you're, you're so good at statistics. You probably can rattle them out, um, is rampant and not just in our country, in the world, because of all the excess comfort food we have, if you will, but Alzheimer's is now defined as type three diabetes, mm -hmm. which is essentially lifestyle. It's a lifestyle disease. It's, if you're spending your life, entire yeah. life eating poor fat and taking medications that pull fat out of your blood, well, we all know that our entire brain is made purely of fat. What do you suppose is going to happen to your brain if you don't give it the tools that it needs to continue to rebuild itself? It's going to fall apart. <laughs> right. And I loved when you were talking about then with the conversation we had about the cells, you know, like the cells of our body that holds our form to keep yeah. us from being puddles on the ground with a skeleton require fat to be healthy yeah. and function. Um, we're going to have to, we're going to have to definitely put the link to our good fat life podcast episode in the show notes so that people can go listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was just eye opening. Uh, and that's why I, you know, I so appreciate you being being in our community and bringing your wealth because I, I didn't know that you know full disclosure I didn't know that and since I heard that it's it's holy snikes and so I started I talked to Dr. Kimberly to do research around that right because it's so important so important like how do you think this 80 percent water column holds itself together by magic I mean yes it is magic it's absolutely amazing magic and also you know, we need this thing that holds the water together and keeps it in shape and keeps it in form and makes it possible for us to do weird things like walk and talk. 
which reminds me of the one of the wonderful things at Sedona was hiking up Cathedral Mountain. Right? Mm. That Tell was. The story about that. <laughs> this this is so, after all the community podcast. It is a community podcast, and that was the uh, epitome, the essence of community. And Lucas is very fit and athletic and strong, and I am. I wouldn't describe myself in those directions, but I I mm-hmm. love doing. I, I'm up for an adventure. How's that? I'm up for adventure, and I never look at it as like, oh, I can't do that. I'm like, okay, well, let's go. And um, we now, got so to this particular adventure starts out with some crazy young guy, me, saying we should get up at four thirty in the morning, and and go for a night hike. Yeah, in the pitch dark, and given the community of our doc lab, everybody in that community is like, okay, I'm I'm up for it, right? And it could be a little bit grudgingly, but nobody wants to be that person. So so we pile into the car. It's pitch dark. We pile into the car and Lucas drives us to the mountain. It is, like I said, pitch black. The stars are out though. It's a gorgeous night and it's crispy. It but we did have, there are some of us that don't like to be cold. And there was that energy of it could be really cold. So wear lots of layers so that you're comfortable, right? So, so anyway, so we start at the mountain, it's dark, we're seeing the stars and the, all is good until it's flat. But then you get to parts of the mountain where it's literally, you are a mountain goat putting your hands and <laughs> yes. up, up the, and, and that's fine. That's good. We get, we get up there and we get up to the top to see the sun, the sun rise is the point of the climb or, or actually the, the carrot of the climb is to see the, the, the carrot, sunrise. Yeah. I think the point at the point of it was much bigger. Right. So, so, and to make a, a longer story short on the way down, my quad my quad muscles are just like i don't know i i just don't know because it, they were tired they mm. were tired it was what a, a one mile hike up and they and they were tired and lucas was and some of the other was just like don't worry i gotcha and there was just something really magic about that it's kind of like i i didn't worry it was like i got to have that whole experience with our group and Lucas had a had an arm, a shoulder, a hand, a shove, whatever was required, so that I could successfully complete that climb with dignity. And he just made me feel like a queen. And there was such a community aspect around that that it, it was magic. It was beyond mm. magic. I will never forget that moment. In fact, that photo is on the cover of this new magazine that just came out. So, so it was magic and listening and wants yeah. to see the magic go by the issue, the issue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They go by it. And the two things really came away from me that day is really the power of community, community that has the, you want to say that the essence of we're all in this together and how can we lift each other up? It was, there was no sense of, there was no sense of me. I, I didn't feel less than because I wasn't as strong. 
right? There was none of that. It was like, I just felt so um, gifted to have strong people in my space that wanted to be shared the experience, right? Make the experience good for me. And it also reminded me, so you could use that metaphor in a thousand ways, but it also made me think, hey, I want to be stronger. It's time, you know, it bubbled up some weaknesses that I had or areas that I would like to be better at. So, mm -hmm. you know, I took the steps to strengthen, strengthen my quads. So. That's amazing. Um, right. Right. So it's all good. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Or, you know, help provide a helping hand for the next person. Yeah. So that's, it's global. It's not just one thing. Yeah. Lovely. So, so you got to experience a really loving container. What did you do with that? Where did you take that? And how did that impact your life in the last three months since then? Well, like I said, it inspired me to shift, really shift up my own journey. Mm -hmm. So, um, and look at my own physical self where I have gaps in the good, in, in my metabolic, um, where am I metabolic impaired? And I got a, a glucose monitor, continuous glucose monitor. So I can wow. trust my blood sugar every day or every, you know, couple hours. And I'm learning, Lucas, I can't even begin to tell you how much I'm learning. I'm, I just got curious. What's my body doing? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I get that I, you know, I need some strength in some areas and I'm, you know, taking Pilates three, four times a week. And I now added, yeah, yeah. But just physically. And so I'm with the glucose monitor, I'm learning so much about how food and when I eat the food and when I exercise after the food, just even taking a 10 minute walk after I eat, it makes a huge difference. So personally, I'm having huge shifts that I can see are just going to make a big difference in the long, in the quality of my life and my longevity, right? Uh, so that's a big deal for my family and my grandchildren and my friends. But the other thing is it also was a huge reminder of the power of community and how can we, how can we at Good Fat Life really tap into that and build it and create more opportunities to connect. Mm -hmm. So, so one of the things we did with this issue of Good Fat Life, we have the 60 day happy self-care. And right now I have 22 different companies participating in our community. And so that we'll have pop-ups, pop-ups on a regular basis where people can gather. Maybe it's for, you know, a three mile walk or it's a, a meditation with sound meditation, or it's a good fat snack, or, you know, all kinds of things are, are in it, but it gives it the opportunity for people to have just a little snack pop-up to connect mm -hmm. and support each other in our overall health and wellness. I love it. Right. So, so there with the, if we look at the, the, um, uh, communities within each of those people, you know, there's probably 4,000 people now in that bigger community that have the opportunity to learn about each other and connect in a real significant way. That's fun. So I read a, a statistic recently, but, and this is going to tie into this that said 
If you're in a good mood, it takes 22 people in a bad mood to interact with you directly before they start to negatively interact your mood. But Say that again. If you're in a good mood, okay, it takes 22 negative interactions to start impacting that mood, okay? But the reverse is also true. If you're in a bad mood, it actually only takes one person in a good mood to start impacting your mood. So from a general perspective, when you're walking down the street and it's busy in the middle of the day, smile as big as you can because your smile is literally infectious. Your smile is equally powerful to 22 other people frowning. Wow. I've never heard it quantified like that, but you can feel that, right? You can feel it. It's amazing. Now, what, what you're actually doing, Cherry, is that you've taken that and you're putting that into practice. You're working with, it turns out, 22 different companies to implement strategically and in across the corporation to implement intentional smiling. I love that. Intentional smiling. Yeah. And this is what I love so much about spending time with you is you can you're you have a way of taking something that i just do I, you know just like it felt like the right next thing to do to to build community you know it's like the question was how can we gather in the cold dark dreary months of winter right in a way that makes us smile and you just gave it legs mm. and content and structure and i i can feel myself standing taller as I'm talking about it, because it's like, yeah, yeah, we're intentionally smiling. Yeah. And it, and it's not Let's... insignificant. Like it's not a thing to roll your eyes at. So there's, there's this thing that people are very familiar with. All it takes for evil to win is for good men to do nothing. Now I look at the world today and there is so much information all the time that there's an, there's an information overload and overwhelm for everybody all the time. I mean, truly everybody all the time. You cannot listen to everything. And because you're all the time overwhelmed and overloaded, it's really hard to have good direction on what are the things that you can do as a good person to make the world a little bit better today. But, but listen to this. Like, here you are, Sherry, operationalizing, intentionally smiling. Do that. Like, do that. Operationalize intentional smiling. It will actually make the world a better place. Happiness is infectious. You're smiling, your happiness, intentionally being happy and intentionally creating a space of happiness where we all go for a little walk or we all just sit down and have a conversation with some good fat operationalizing intentional smiling is going to make the world a better place. And it really is that simple. It really is that simple. And you, Terry, yeah. are an angel for doing that. <laughs> so that is just so empowering, Lucas, right? I could just see that it's like operation intentional smile this year mm -hmm. this the theme our theme of our overall theme of good fat life or just yeah. life's theme right i was I, I was yeah i was doing a visualization and you know who you know just tut.com you know mm -hmm. i just lost his name mike dooley mike dooley at tut.com i love every year he does a 30-day kind of like visualization kind of a thing 
And so I sign up every January and I just like it so much because it's just a, a lovely reminder. And so today was, what's your theme? You know, what's your theme? You think, and I'm like, well, that, that just alone can encompass everything. Right? Yeah. And it's Operational smiling. Intentional smiling because it, it takes into relationships and peace and prosperity and good health, vibrancy. You could, you could put anything into that that it, it encapsulizes everything. So thank you, Lucas. And this was all inspired and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to take credit for it, but rather to point out how this is infectious. This was all inspired by you spending four days in a, a very loving container with six people, me being one of them. And so we, as a small group, we operationalized intentional smiling. I and, love that. And you were inspired. I just love that. Exactly. And it's infectious. It infected you and you're taking it. You're making the world a better place with what you were infected by in a good way. In a good way. And one of my asks asks is, yes, given the world that we live in right now, there's it's there's a lot of human suffering and sadness and big issues that, you know, aren't going away today. And so the ask is always, you know, what can I do today? How can I show up and use my gifts, talents, and energies to somehow help help with that? And this is this is a good is a good thing. Yeah, it's Me? amazing. I love it. Mm. Yeah. So so thank you for that. Thank you. Like, thank you. You're, you're operationalizing smiling. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so you, you had said that you had some experiences in, with community at Sedona. Can I ask back what some of your, what were some of your takeaways or yeah. embodiments? Yes. So a couple of different things were asked of me while I was there. And one of my biggest takeaways was to to be intentional with what I give, when I give it, and how I give it. So for example, on on the second morning that we were there, I, I it was requested of me to lead a meditation. And I said yes. I didn't end up doing that, you remember because I realized as I was coming into that morning that a better use of my gifts in that moment was to lead a hug workshop. Yes. That was also changed everything for me too, but go ahead. Thank you. I'll ask you to tell us about it in a second, but the takeaway for me in that, in that instant was there's what I want. And then separately from what I want, there's what the community needs. And being attuned to those two things separately can give me the opportunity as a as a facilitator of that space not even necessarily the leader but in in true community dynamics everybody who shows up is a facilitator of the space we are all contributing to the community dynamic in the moment and so being attuned to the difference between what i want and what we as a community need in this moment opened me up to to seeing that the right thing for me to do in that moment was not actually to lead a meditation 
and it was beautiful. It, it was be it was a beautiful realization for me to to pay attention to to that dynamic of what I want and what we as a community need. And it changed everything. Mm. Tell me about it. It changed everything because I have always struggled with hugs. And it's not that I don't love to hug people or am not a, you know, open hearted person, but but I have this like just don't hug me. <laughs> Unless I know you or, or there's a still compelling reason, but what, mm. and I don't know, that's a whole nother topic, but you know, it's been a lifetime thing and I've had numerous conversations with people about that who share that American sense. thing. It's an American thing. Like, yeah. let's be realistic. We Americans like our personal space. We're like, I want, right. I want my good, like comfortable six feet of separation and then we're good. And, and I was raised by German men. So, which. That probably you know, didn't. Yeah, yeah, that probably right. supported that whole American, like, I want my six feet. I want my six feet, right. And and it's no judgment around it. I'm just saying it is what it is. But when you gave your, your, your workshop about how doing a left, left-handed, right? Because as, as, as Americans, we head this way. But a heart hug goes this way. And you, you taught us about heart hugs, which I'd never heard that term or that had that experience before, but it just changed everything because then the hug wasn't about my, I'll, leave, I'll just say ego mm. because the distance is about separation and ego and space and all of those things, right? But the heart is a whole different being. I mean, it's a heart. And so since then, I've found even while now, you know, a hug will come towards me, which is fine. And so I'll, I'll go to lean left, but it would be awkward for the person that I'm hugging and that's okay. But I still in my head or in my body, it's a heart hug. It's not an ego hug, which changed yeah. everything. Mm. Oh, amazing. So. A heart hug, not an ego hug. Great. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So fundamentally, and and actually, Lucas, until just this moment, it's the first time I've articulated it because I hadn't really thought about it in words. It's more mm -hmm. just a feeling. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's right. Wow is right. So this, you know, and I'm just going to do a little plug, if you will, for the community of Gateway. The the Gateway community and what Dr. Reverend Dr. Kimberly is creating there and our our doctorate journey is beyond anything I ever I ever imagined. You know, I was going to do research around good fat life. And in and I am doing that, right? We're all doing our research, but the bigger thing is we've stepped into a community of people who are very community oriented and have so much to bring and give in ways that, you know, I don't even begin to imagine like heart hugs, right? Heart hugs and operational intentional smiling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what's the use of having something that's powerfully infectious if we're not going to use it? Right. Right. And the, that I like your intentional, it's, 
what do I want to say? It's important to, to be intentional about creating those opportunities to have those experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell me about the community of The Good Fat Life. Well, we have multiple communities on multiple levels, right? We have the people that are directly involved with creating the media, I guess you will, of Good Fat Life. You know, the magazine, mm -hmm. the podcast, the like like you with the, the food. And, and so there's that community, which is phenomenal and growing like crazy. There's like 60 people in that community now. And it, wow. and it literally, it literally started with the idea or a little intuitive idea from, you know, my grandfather beyond. And so that's pretty exciting. And then we have the community of people who know and love us. You know, they support Good Fat Life, maybe as a reader, as a participant, as a listener. And then we have all the people that we have yet to meet and connect with. And every day, every day I'm meeting somebody who's got an amazing story to tell a service, a product or service to share that would, would support living a good fat life. And then there's those people, people that we're looking to reach. So, mm -hmm. and, and it's, the thing I love is it's local and it's global. So we have people in Australia and in Switzerland and Sweden and in the UK and uh, Asia who participate as the community, global community. And then we have, you know, people that sit right next to me. So, and we have this amazing world headquarters. It's at the Brighton Lighthouse in Brighton, Michigan. And mm -hmm. I call it Disneyland for entrepreneurs. You're right. Because it is, it is just so magic, but it's really a community. It's our world headquarters and it's a community designed. Brighton Lighthouse is not one word. It's Brighton Light for the light in you house, a place to gather. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, so cool. I can't wait to come experience it. I know. I can't wait to have you here. Disneyland for entrepreneurs like that's that I I mean I I want to go to Disneyland for entrepreneurs <laughs> exactly and all the all the magic and wonder that that creates too right yeah yeah one of the things that's really cool just with the magazine or with Good Fat Life is we have an editor of wonder um because editor that's of part wonder. editor of wonder and we have a wonder budget <laughs> because because that's just important. I agree. You next, next we, we can operationalize smiling this year. Next year, we need to operationalize wonder. There you go. Okay. All right. So we already have the next two years planned out, right? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Sherry. So I like to, I like to wrap up my interviews with three questions. Okay. Um, the first one is very simple. It is for the people who've been inspired by you, by the way, the name of your podcast is inspired. Good fat life <laughs> for the people who have been inspired by you. What's the one best way that they can reach you? Go to goodfatlife.com, our website, and there's a connect button, or you can send me an email directly at Sherry. S-H-E-R-R-I at goodfatlife.com. 
right? Yeah. Um, and I love, I absolutely love to hear from people, right? Yes. Thank you. Yes, reach out. Second question. Here's the curveball. It's a good thing you're sitting down. Mm. Okay. If there was one question you wish I had asked you, but I have not, what would that question be? Oh, Lucas. <laughs> what gets you up in the morning? Oh, yeah. I love it. Tell us, what gets you up in the morning, Sherry? It goes back to the question about the community. So I, I by nature, can be an introverted person. Mm -hmm. But since the more I'm learning and experiencing and also myself, you know, with my learning about how my own body works and the impact on making just little tweaky changes, the, the more I am so excited to talk to people, to meet people, to share with people about how good fat life can, can really just blow open what's possible for their life. Mm -hmm. And so, so now every morning it's like, oh my gosh, what is today going to bring? Who's it going to bring? Who do I get to talk to? Who do I get to share their story with, um, you know, our community? Uh, so it's all that stuff. So it's just really shifted how I look at my day. Um, and I'm just, now my day is really around being curious. I'm just so curious and excited. Mm. And I, and so my little, I don't want to talk to people because it's scary, is is um, vanishing. It's, right. it's reverse overwhelm. Your sense of being overwhelmed has been overwhelmed by your curiosity. There you go. There you go. Because um, because it's magic. It's full of wonder and it's magic. We talked about that a little bit. And to be curious is a whole different energy than to be, I don't know, just using the word introverted. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's just a different energy. And you're right. And that curiosity is a, is a higher push than, than the introversion. So, Yeah, I love it. Mm, let's step into curiosity. So curiosity gets you up in the morning. Yeah. Nice. I think what's that there gonna, are, What's today going to bring? I think that there are three different reasons for people to get up in the morning. Well, almost everyone. Maybe four if you consider sense of duty, but I don't really. So reason number one is to do things, right? That's when I hear sense of duty, that's where I fall in. Like reason number one is to do things. I get up in the morning to do things. I want to... I want to walk my dog, right? I want to run a mile. I want to push a, a boulder up a hill, regardless of how literal that is. Yeah, okay. Right? I, I want to go hunting and bring home the bacon. So reason number one is to do things. Reason number two is people. I get up in the morning because I want to spend time with my wife. I want to spend time with my kids. I want to spend time with my coworkers. I hope that's the case for all of you who go to work, that you want to spend time with your coworkers. So reason number two is people. So to do things, to spend time with people. And then reason number three is what you've just mentioned is to learn. I want to experience new things. I want to get better at karate or shooting a bow I, I, or sharpening my knife and, and cutting up tomatoes. 
I want to do like learn to be better at something, to improve myself, to improve the world because I'm improving myself. They're all good. And it could be a mix of all of that, right? I think most people are a mix of all of that, but we like, we yeah. identify with one of those. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's cool. And now th- that's what keeps intentional us. About it. Right. And that's what keeps us youthful through the end of our days till our last breath. Yeah. Right. Having I, something that, to I live do for. believe that having something to live for. And that's the number one thing. So, so great. So your question wasn't, it was a great question with this. Thank you. Thank you. And, and that was an awesome answer. I love it. And the final question is, is there anything that you would like to share as parting thoughts? Yes. What I'm learning as I'm getting curious is that there's so much blah, blah, blah out there. Right. And, and it's easy for us. You know, you want to, you want to be healthy, eat less and move more. Right. And that's just so unmotivating. It is just so unmotivating. And we are all here to have an amazing life. Really to have this amazing life. And it's here for you and not to give, not to give up, not to settle for the blah, 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 get curious and just say, what does this look like for me? For me, Lucas Root or me, Sherry Richards, what does it look like for me? And just take that one step, right? And then you have this huge community here to support you. There's so many amazing people out there that are doing uh, phenomenal work. And if you want to have a conversation about where to start, send me a text, you know, send me an email, call me. I'd love to have a chat, subscribe to the magazine, but start where you are because so much is here for every single person. I'm, I'm so behind that. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Don't settle for the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, no. no. And, and you can feel it, right? You can feel it when you're, you'll just like tune out, you look for the next thing. But let that next thing be something that inspires you, that just goes, oh, I want to know more. Tell me more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you for being a guest and for sharing your amazing brilliance and inspiration here on this podcast with us. Oh, well, thank you for having me and being part of our Good Fat community, Lucas. I We already have 2024 and 2025 themed out, right? That's right. So Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. So now we just get to live it. <clears throat> I'm yeah. here for it. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us this week on Elements of Community. Make sure to visit our website, elementsofcommunity.us, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.